The Torah content from now through Pesach has been sponsored by the Kofsky family in loving memory of Adira, who loved big ideas and asking big questions. Okay, so we are continuing on Kuf Yud Ches, and uh, we're going to start with a review. Okay, so we're not going to review uh, everything like we did last time, uh, but we're, our, we have a, a theory that has strengths and weaknesses. The strength, the strength, the strength is the theory. Okay, the, the, the strength is that this is a weird pivot. It's let, let's call it an inter an interlaced or interleaved um, parak. Okay, where you've got two themes and they're they're like that. Okay, and the themes are David acting or saying things to relate to God, and then God doing things to David. And the question was, why? What are those? What's the unifying idea between the two themes? And then why, unlike a normal parak, why doesn't it pivot from one to the other in half? You know, so the you want to say the idea we came up with? <laughs> no. Okay, fine. <laughs> That's fine. That's fair. So the idea we came up with is basically that it's describing uh, how you relate to Hashem, which is that it's a false mentality to think that you basically put in your effort and then Hashem, and then you like kick back and then Hashem um, responds, you know, that really at every step of the way, there is a give and take and you constantly have to be adjusting your expectations, your emotions, your actions, your, you know, your, um, your, uh, what you ask for, like how you receive things. And it's active every way. And that's represented by the fact that like, it just keeps switching back and forth between what W does and what Hashem does, what W does and what Hashem does. And then we got sidetracked in a good way to a discussion about how all relationships are like this. Like if you are in any relationship, whether it's like a marriage or a friendship or like parenting, whatever, there's no static thing where like you just go into a mode and then like hope that that makes the relationship succeed. If any person in the relationship does that, then Human beings are constantly changing, and if, if if everyone if if people remain static, then you're gonna inevitably get into problems, or the relationship will dissolve. So it's the relationship with the Shem is not any different than that, despite the fact that ironically God doesn't change. <laughs> I'm thinking now, you know, um, but uh, but that's I'm, I'm I forgot I quoted this last time, but I've just seen Bruce Lee there. That um, that was one of Bruce Lee's like um, uh, critiques of martial arts styles, which is that a style is rigid. And you just take the same tools and you apply them again and again and again. And his whole thing was using no style as style where you are fluid and you respond to what happens in real time, you know, and that's how like a real relationship uh, would have to be. Okay. That's what we said for the pair of the whole. So that's the strength. Do you remember the weakness? Um, it's structured really weirdly. We just explained that, didn't we? Or unless you're talking about a different part of the structure. Well, I'm saying it's it's unusual in terms of cell instruction. In the in the leave thing, yeah. Did we just talk about that? <laughs> like no, no, I just, okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, you're saying that that's a weakness. That yeah. But but I mean, I don't think that's a weakness. If we explained it. Yeah. The weakness is that uh, the theme seems to be thanking God, right? That's the bracketing thing, and all this stuff in the middle does not. I mean, it's kind of thanky, but it's not like there's like two competing themes. There's the theme that is made by the Hodelishem Kitov Kim Lachasto, and then there's the theme that we're seeing here. So that doesn't quite jive. And then another weakness was that um, uh, if this whole thing is about having this kind of relationship with God, it's weird that this is all positive, except for the one part that goes, please, Hashem, save now. It seems like this would be a much more like um, 
like you would deliver it if you were choosing how to express this, this idea it would be in a much more like dire circumstance type mode kind of like the earlier paragraph of telling that we did and i think there was one more weakness but i don't remember what it was okay so then moving on we started the redoc so first we said and we said what's the idea of of that of and we didn't get this from the redoc we got this from the sporno um, just before going to that, yeah. really um, when you're saying, like, it, it seems like this is going on, thanks for God, but then, like, middle has nothing to do with it, that's because it's starting a code of the level with someone ending with that. Uh, yeah, meaning, meaning if we didn't have those two token, like, I would say it's a totally different theme. I would say a totally different theme, but the fact that it starts and ends with that sounds like it, that would be that's a central theme. theme, yeah, yeah. And definitely that's not happening in the middle. Uh, it doesn't seem to be. I mean, he does thank God in the middle, but like I mean, it's not the theme. Right, right. The product of exactly. Design. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. And then, and again, we're we're we might change our minds as we go through it. But right. yeah. Okay. So giving thanks for temporary is good. His kindness is eternal. Forno said, "God is unchanging, and He is always poised to to do good, so to speak. Or His good is always like radiating outwards, and you just have to align yourself with it. And um, and that if you don't receive the good." it's as a result of deficiencies in you, not deficiencies in you. Like you're always at fault. Like it could just be from the fact that you're a physical being, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but like um, the good is always there as opposed to a human being, human being has sometimes could do good to you, sometimes not, but God is always like doing good. That's like the good is always out there and you just have to tap into it. Um, then we did the redak on and, and all the specifics of, the Kohanim should thank God and Israel should thank God and those of Hiroshima should thank God. And we said there, the idea is number one, that you should thank God based on what relates to you, not based on the abstract. Okay. In, in Shavach, in praise, there is a virtue to go to the abstract and pull out of the personal because the personal is limiting in terms of appreciating God's greatness. But then in thanks, you start with what directly impacts you because the whole thing is if you don't do that, you're going to attribute your gratitude to something else, either to an intermediary or to yourself. So like in David's case, David was telling people, don't thank me for the benefit of my kingship. I was just a, a, a vehicle and thank God because he's the one who made me king. So if they thank David, that would not be recognized as the true cause. And I give you the analogy, that'd be like thanking the hammer for building your house when it's really the person wielding the hammer, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then we said his interpretation of Kila Lampato is either that God's kindness um, uh, lasts forever, meaning it's longer lasting than human kindness, or that he preserves it forever, meaning that he, if it's about Mashiach, he promised that he's going to bring us out of Galuth. And even though the Galuth is very long, he, he's going to keep that promise. So it's like he doesn't give up on us from the fact that we have been outside of Israel, like continuing in our bad ways, you know, like for, for so long, he, he, that, I mean, it's kind of related to this Forno's idea that right, goodness is, I feel like it's the same thing as saying it's unchanging. Right. The difference is that Forno is putting the emphasis on it being unchanging vis-a-vis -vis God and Radak is putting it in terms of, from our perspective, like when we've given up hope, that kindness was just there waiting to spring forth uh, all the whole time. Have you seen that video of like Death Valley when it gets rain? It's this awesome, I mean, there's different videos of it, but like basically Death Valley is, you know, is the hottest, driest place on earth. And uh, occasionally there will be rain. And then the whole thing just becomes covered with, with greenery and flowers and then it all dies out again. And the idea is that like all the seeds have been like waiting in there to sprout, you know, 
and they just never got any water, but the seeds have this like preserved quality and and then under the right circumstances, then, then the desert bloomed. And then, uh, you know, so similar, similar muscle for the exile. Okay, mm -hmm. that takes us then up to public five uh, on page three. Um, so from the straits did I call upon God? Let's just read it again, because this is the last thing we did and we kind of rushed it. If this was said about David, he's giving thanks to God for removing him from the straits to expansiveness, because when he was fleeing, he was in straits, meaning narrow places, he had to conceal himself in caves and fortresses. Um, and if it was said about Israel, speaking about them collectively in the first person voice, from the straits that I was in, namely the exile, from there I called upon God and he answered me and placed me in expansiveness. So we said there that there's an idea, you know what we said? <laughs> okay, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. No, it's kind of like, see, my, my trick is that like, uh, I don't remember what we said. And then, and then like Zev gives like a little bit and then that triggers all the memories. So, uh, so I have to like, just pull myself up by the bootstraps here. Um, no, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> um, so I think we said there that if, let's say you're diving and you're hiding in a cave. Okay. So you can't turn to human help because the whole problem is that no one can know where you are. And like, and well, no, I'm not, I'm not remembering what it is. Like, all right, I'm going to say an abstract. The idea was, is that if the person you're expecting to help you is just as limited as you are, then you're not going to get help. So you need someone who's not bound by straits to take you out of the straits. Mm -hmm. I don't remember beyond that. We'll have to ask that when he comes back. Yeah. Okay. So let's go on. All right. Uh, Hashem is, so this is uh, what we were doing last time was we were reading in Hebrew just to make sure we get the nuances of the translation and then we'll do the Radak. So Hashem, oh, actually, I don't need the Hebrew because I know it, right? Hello. Hashem li lo ira. So Hashem is with me. I shall not fear. What can man do to me? So Radak says, Hashem is with me. I have no fear. This means that since Hashem is with me, I will not be afraid of whatever any man wants to do to me, for he will have no power or ability to harm me. Okay. So what's the idea there? That sounds exaggerated. Yeah. Yeah. What do you say? So uh, two, two possibilities. Okay, also just keep this in mind that, yeah, um, gonna, I'd rather you say the possibility than me. Yeah. Oh, okay, good, good. So was I. That the only real harm that. Um, okay, sorry. So I'm going to set you up by saying the easier answer. Yeah. Okay. So the easier answer is David is on a very high level of hashgacha, and he gets protected from from uh, these you know from these people who would who, who would harm him. You know, but the problem with that is how is that supposed to relate to us? It's not an inherent problem. Like maybe this is just talking about on a high level, but like ideally we want to learn to heal him in a way where it's useful for us. Cause if the whole thing is about like only people who are on the highest level of Hashgaka, it's not going to do us much good. Right. And also if that was the case, what would be hiding in the cave for? That's also true. Oh, that's also true. That's a good point. Okay. So I think we actually are going to have to answer that um, even with whatever answer we give, but that's true that, Clearly, he's not protected from physical harm to the point where he can be bulletproof. Right. You know, yeah. Right. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, as you've mentioned on the Thursday podcast, yeah. um, like, um, the only real good and, and bad that um, a person is like they're decision making, and no one else can make a decision for you yeah and so 
as much as they they um some of you through physical pain or something they can't do bad to you because because the only bad can come from you yeah okay good that's exactly what i was gonna say <laughs> um i'm smiling because i have a real world example that came up uh what night is this this is thursday so it came up last night um i don't want to record this let me pause the recording all right so we just did uh, we we just started the new thing uh which is okay Hashem is with me i shall not fear what can man do to me so isaac quoting from the stoke podcast uh said that that um the only the only real harm is harm to your according to the stoics to your decision making ability to your 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 choosing element to us it's to tell melokim which is related to that um, so they can harm your possessions and they can harm your body. Um, I'll tease it more <laughs> when, I, when, I, when I respond to this, this, uh, in this example, as I said, would you like a secret for invincibility? You know? So like, that's the thing is that if you view your, yourself Wait, as in the podcast, this is in the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was no, an earlier the episode. Not the story. I'm saying the story, the story is going to come later. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, so, uh, the people can harm, can definitely harm your possessions. They can harm your body. They can harm your reputation, but the only way another person can harm you is if they, is if they make you a worse person and they can't, because there's only one person who can make you a worse person and that's yourself, you know, for better or for worse, you know, but meaning I'm not saying like, like you don't always have control of yourself, but the only person who have control can have control of you is is yourself in order to make yourself into a worse person or a better person. So the flip side is also true. No one can benefit you. Only you can benefit yourself because yeah. the only real benefit is in your will and your decision-making people can benefit you by giving you money, but that's not benefit. Cause we see that money can corrupt you as well. You know, people can, you know, um, uh, like, you know, harm or benefit you by injuring you, but we see that that's not, that's also not intrinsic. You can get injured and then that can lead to something good or you can use it for your own development in a way that like leads to the good, you know? Right. So that's, I think the, because David and Melech, it has a value system of Hashem and I'll bet you anything. Oh, I shouldn't bet anything. Um, if you look at the Targum, right, let, let, I'm going to predict the Targum here. Okay. The Targum will say, when it says Hashem is with me, he'll say the wisdom of Hashem is at my assistance. Okay. Let's see if this is true. Okay, that's what Unglos usually does. I don't know about the Targum of Um, but hold on just a second here. Uh, let me get the... No, we don't have it, yeah. Um, uh, hold on. Targum. That would, it would be very nice if he said, the, if he said this. What puzzle is this? Six? Hashem Li Lo Ira. Here we go, here we go, here we go. At five... Matron. Uh, what? It's, 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 okay, yeah. Whoa. There you go. <laughs> no, I just do a lot of shnai Um You know my friend's Oh, okay. Uh, I got it. Okay, <laughs> that was a little, a little bit of a move there. So, Unglos always translates, uh, this is not Unglos, but Unglos always translates Hashem was with me as the word of Hashem was was supporting me, which, which you can understand that in different ways. My understanding, though, is like what we're saying here, which is that if you are guided by, if, if your support, meaning your value system, you know, what you make decisions based on, what you make recourse to, is 
Nemrad is the is the word of Hashem is is Chachmas Hashem. So then, um, then yeah, no one can harm you. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No man can. Yeah. Is if the thing that you no, are that's okay. Like <laughs> that's okay. No harm. No harm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a bad thing to say. Huh? Um, the uh, as long as Hashem's. I forgot what it was. As long as, as long as the word of God, meaning Chachmat Hashem or Torah or Nebuah, whatever it is, is your value system, mm-hmm. then no one can harm you. Mm-hmm. If your value system is something other than Chachmat Hashem, like your possessions or your status or your reputation or your body or whatever, then you can get harmed by other people. Right. When you wait, you, when you threw Nebuah into that example, you meant like learning other people's Nebuahs or you getting Nebuah? I meant learning other people's Nebuahs, but Paul the Palmer getting, getting Nebuah. Okay. Yeah. And the reason why I threw Nebuah in there is because if you look through the Pesukim uh, that say Hashem is with you or may Hashem be with you, sometimes it's, it reverts to different things. Like sometimes it did revert to Nebuah. You know, like Hashem was with Yosef meant that like Yosef had Ruach Kodesh, you know, or something like that. Yeah. Okay. So that's how, that's the secret of invincibility. <laughs> yeah. And if it seems like, why is he just like casually referencing this? Because this is a big theme throughout Telem. Like, I'm sure their entire prophet devoted to this, but I'm kind of, this is the first time we're encountering this here, I think. Uh, so, like, I'm just explicating it, you know? Yeah. Okay. Next. Right. I mean, the yeah. only uh, other thing is, I don't know if you want to focus on this right now, but even based on that answer, but in the first answer, why is he hiding in a cave? Right. Oh, so let's, yeah, let's focus on that now. So, oh, so that's the thing. Is that, uh, okay, this is another Stoic uh, uh, concept. So, um, what, hold on, let me see if I could say it. So the Stoics, even though the whole big thing is accepting reality, they do have preferences, okay? Meaning you should be able to accept illness when you get sick, you know, and, and accept the fact that this is reality. However, a rational person would prefer not to get sick because it makes things a lot more difficult, mm-hmm. you know, and difficulty is a reality. Difficulty is not the same as harm. Because just because you're in difficult circumstances doesn't mean that you're suffering evil or 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 wrong. Because the only evil is in your decision making. Mm-hmm. But you would prefer to not be put into a situation where it's going to be more difficult. So too, you prefer not to starve. You, mm-hmm. you know. So so Devin and Mella prefer not be stabbed repeatedly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. In, in other words, his body can still be harmed, and he doesn't want his body to be harmed. Because that will make it much more difficult to fulfill God's will and to, you know, in, in a way that is, is uh, opportune of like becoming king, etc. Um, so he still will daven for God to save his body, but he'll realize that that's not, that's not him. Oh, by the way, this was another idea in earlier in Tehillim when he said, Return my soul to your rest. He was talking to his soul and we felt him eerie there say that he, that his soul is the thing that is that he's addressing, not his body or circumstances. Again, like reminding himself that the essence of himself is his soul, mm-hmm. you know, thinking the decision-making part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's my case too far afield, but why is that the uh, bigger part of this? Because the Torah says yeah. I mean, the short answers are because the Torah says, because uh, that is your defining characteristic. That, so it makes you different than other creatures. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the third thing is that that's the only thing you can, control your 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 will your free will um and i guess that's kind of a half answer because that's not saying to tell him okay yeah but that is what that is what makes you uh different i mean those are the short answers <laughs> yeah okay. did you have something else in mind when you asked the question or just like uh, uh that's, should we prove you human beings have a double that's not what we're no, going to do now yeah no yeah uh 
Yeah, I mean, I guess just because, I guess mainly on the third one, like just because um, it's the only thing you control. Yeah. Like, why does that mean it's the only thing you care about, I guess? Well, for the Stoics, that I can answer according to the Stoics is, is, is if you, if it's the only thing you can control and you get wrapped up in things you can't control, you're just setting yourself up for misery. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, right. why focus on things that you can't control? Right, okay. If you you know, have no choice. Yeah. Wanna... Yeah. Um, okay. So now, does that answer a cave question? Yeah. Okay. Hashem is with, oh, so now Hashem lead the Ozrai. I like Articles translation. Maybe there's other ways to do it. Um, oh, but yeah, Radak does not like Archibald's translation. So Archibald translated, Hashem lead Ozrai. Hashem is with me through my helpers. Be'ozrai. Radak, you see here, says, uh, Hashem imi vihu im Ozrai. Hashem is with me and he is with my helpers. Okay. Um, and my enemies will not have the power to harm me. So there's a continuation of that previous theme. Instead, ani erevesonai. I will see. That is, I will see them as I desire to see. And similarly, and my foe, upon my foes, my eye has looked. My eyes have seen my vigilant foes. Okay, so what does it mean Hashem is with me through my helpers? Um, let's do two more psukim, okay? Because this seems to contradict it, okay? Tov lachasos l'ashem. You know, I got to look, look at the psukim. Oh, actually, I have it right here. Hold on. Uh, wait, where are we? Uh, nine? No, Eight. Um, you got it that time. Hashem <laughs> uh, Sorry, It is better to trust and to take refuge in Hashem than to trust in man. It is better to take refuge in Hashem than to trust in in nobles, which we had in Talmud one forty six. So the question here is like, Hashem is with me through my helpers, but it's better to trust and to take refuge in Hashem than to trust in man. So practically speaking, what does this mean? Like, what is David's relationship to, to other people? And what is his relationship to Hashem? And what is Hashem's relationship to the people who David is, is trusting in? Because he, he doesn't say you should, he does, it's better to trust in Hashem than human beings. He doesn't say you shouldn't trust in human beings. Right. I mean, the people seem to be um, like messengers of God. At least that's how he's relating. So what does that mean, though, in a real sense? Meaning, like, they're not robots and angels, you know? Um, and again, you could, you don't have to take the Radak translation. You could go with Hashem is with me through my helpers. Right. I, I personally like that because I think it fit in better with what the Radak is going to say. Oh, did we not read the Radak? No, we didn't read the Radak yet. Sorry. It is better to take. Okay, yeah. All right. Of course, you can't figure out what the Radak is. We didn't read it. It's better to take refuge in Hashem, as Yumiahu said. Um, a cursed. We got to read this one in Hebrew, which I put right below there. Um, uh, that says Hashem, accursed is the man who, who puts his trust in human beings and places flesh as his strength and turns his heart away from Hashem. So the Radak says, uh, after he quotes the Prophet, rather, if he does trust in people, he should place his foundational trust in God, who instills in the heart of the generous man the desire to help him. Okay, uh, which he says something similar in 146, I think. Then he says, Pasuk 9 is better to take refuge. This Pasuk is repeated for impetus. And then just, just read the Radak on your Miyahu, which I, I brought down here um, on the next page. Um, so the Pasuk says, it doesn't just say, accursed is the man who, <laughs> who trusts in Hashem. I think Avraham Ramam somewhere says, if the Pasuk just said, accursed is the man who, who trusts in Adam, then that would condemn all of mankind to the curse bin. You know, but instead it says, curses the man who trusts in man 
and removes his heart from God. Okay, meaning you're only curseworthy if you do both. You trust in man and you remove your heart from God. So what does that mean? So the Radak on Yirmiyahu says, for if he does not remove his heart from Hashem, it is not bad if he trusts in man to help him, as long as his intent is that man is only able to help him with God's help and not in any other way. So that, I think, is the key thing. Right. Yeah, okay. So now going back to our, our other questions, what does it mean that a God is with me through my helper, or God is with me and he is with my helper? And it is better to trust in Hashem than to trust in man. So what is David's relationship to man? What is his relationship to Hashem? And what is Hashem's relationship to David's helpers? Mm -hmm. I guess in a situation where you could... You could talk it out and we could put it together. Yeah, but... Um, okay, go ahead. Um, that just like you are um, subject to and dependent on God's uh, system. Yeah. Um, so are those other people that you're connecting from? Yeah. They're also subject to the same system. Okay. Um, so it's ultimately not like, and maybe you're. But when you when you like are trying to get things from them, it's only in the context of like doing what's doing what you can do in the system to get better things. <laughs> um, I'm sure you know what you're saying. <laughs> I feel like it's one of those like uh, magnet um, things on the refrigerator yeah. uh, with like the words and like you can raise in the sentences. I feel like like I got a bunch of like system good words, God, and like like. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, like, you sound like you have a definite idea. Yeah. I just heard um, the words. Yeah. So try it again. Okay. Yeah. Um, First of all, just to make sure I, yeah. what are you, are you answering a specific question or just trying to explain the whole subject? Yeah. Um, uh, I think we're at a seven, seven, eight, nine with you, Yeah. Yeah. I guess, uh, like, what does it mean that you're, like, in what way can you? And then you have to put your trust in God. Okay. Um, yeah. So you can trust in them in the sense that you can act in ways that will like get them to do things through them. Mm -hmm. You can, you know, rely on them for things. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, you recognize that it's not that you are only. You're they're benefiting you in within a larger context of the you getting benefit from things external to you. Okay, what does that have to do with God? Oh, because God is ultimately the one who created all those external things yeah. to that you're benefiting from. Okay. And so you happen to also be benefiting from these people, uh -huh. but it's only that they're they're only benefiting you just like i don't know if you drink from a river you're also benefiting from the river right you know yeah and it's not like that i mean they might be doing it they might have free will or they might be doing it because they want to you know have a desire or right. whatever but all that is within the context of the system of right okay good all right got it that time right so so uh so let me try saying it and then you tell me if i'm missing anything from what you're saying yeah. is that um First of all, practically, you have to rely on other people. Like, unless you are on the level where God promises that he's going to, like, you know, feed you and, you know, in the desert or whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so, um, it's a nice mug. Yeah. 
Um, I have a big recollection that you see Johnny's. I have no idea what's oh, true or not. I did not know that. But okay. <laughs> um, uh, so, um, so you have to rely on man, but the mistake is similar to the mistake that David was cautioning Israel away from, that they were tempted to thank him for his malchus and the benefits that came from it. And he's saying, no, it comes from God. Mm-hmm. So too, when you rely on people, if you attributed the good to the person as like an independent cause, then that's a distorted thing. You have to recognize that the person only has what they have, whether it be resources or a desire to help or a personality. The desire to help was what we did in 146 of like, and it was, was through the Radak reference here that he put it in the, uh, he instilled in the heart of the generous man, the desire to help, you know, meaning why are generous people generous? Not because of themselves, right? It's be, it's either, I mean, in most cases, it's not because of themselves. It's because of the, their upbringing, it's because of their society, it's because of the values they were exposed to. And even if it is because of themselves, like let's say they worked on themselves, you know, to get there, why did they work on themselves to get there? Presumably because they came in, in contact with someone who had correct value, you know, and they have the free will who's a, that, that, that enables them to like exercise control over their own development. So it all comes from Hashem. So again, it's that mistake of like, like thanking the hammer, you know, that, that yes, a human being does have free will. And in that sense, they are a part of, of what the, uh, of what enables you to get the good, but free will is not going to do you any good if there's no good to be given. Mm. Right. Like you can have a lot of free will, but if you don't have any money, you're not going to be able to give me money, mm. you know? Or like you can be very kind, but if you can't interact, like if you're like, you know, uh, in a cave, Mm. like, like David was or whatever, then like, there's no good that's going to be, there's no way to get that, that for those meetups to express themselves. Yeah, I was going to say in terms of um, you think that a person who is generous, like either was raised that way or exposed to certain values, you could also make the argument that like, person is very generous because it makes them feel good. Right. And who created the program the psyche to, to do that? Right? This, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. So again, the, the, the practical lesson here is you do practically rely on people, but the mistake is who you attribute the cause to. Is if you attribute it to the person, even if they are the cause, like even if they're doing Bahira, they're they're not the total cause because all the means that they're using to give good to you and all the circumstances that allow them to make that free will decision come from God. So all the things are good to God. Yeah. See, this is why I'm, I'm realizing now that, like, even though the Pesukim don't talk about thanks here, the theme still is gratitude mm-hmm. in the sense of recognizing that the good comes from God, like a part of the toe, you know? So we wouldn't get that from the words. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Okay. Next. Ten. So, so this is, uh, let, let's just read the translation again. The ten says, "Whole goyim sevabuni, all nations surround me. B'shem Hashem kiamilam. In the name of Hashem, I cut them down. Sabuni gam sevabuni. B'shem Hashem kiamilam. In the name of Hashem, I cut them down. Sabuni kibarim. They encircle me like bees. Um, yeah, doko. There's a doko in there, right? Uh, wait, wait. I was just looking at the Hebrew here. I was trying to save my memory." Uh, they encircle me like bees, but they are extinguished as the fire does thorns. In the name of Hashem, I cut them down. Yeah, so the confusing thing here, obviously, is how do you cut someone down in the name of Hashem? Like, does that mean you just cry out? Yeah, right. That's what, that's the... Uh, well, I was thinking more like, like um, 
like Allahu Akbar. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's what it sounds like, right? Yeah. Or in the name of Hashem, in terms of uh, the purpose. You put them, intent. Yeah, your intent, right. But either way, what, is it, what does it mean? You want to speculate before we read it? And then what's the bees? Uh, is that just like a marshal for things that encircle you that are threatening? Like, because we, he, he, the first two times he just says they surround me. And he's like, no, you don't understand, guys. Like bees, right. you know? Uh, the second marshal, like they'll burn like... Yes, right. Which is not exactly a parallel marshal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, something like bees makes me think about it. Like, if you like disturb a beehive, you can have a lot... Um, bees themselves are not, they're not like dangerous, but they can like... Warm and be like overwhelming with and like constantly stinking with like sharp like pinpricks. Yes, like there are other well, bees, bees swarm at you in a certain sort of way because they, they'll, they'll attack you, um, yeah, and uh-huh. hurt you. And but they're, they're not, but they, they won't kill you, they're, yeah. not, they're not like gonna do like blasting injury, you, they're just, hmm. yeah, they're just, like. Very painful, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, only worried about his nephesh. So, oh, get the, there you go. Yeah, he's right. not gonna be damaged. He's okay, there you go. Fuck. Okay, good. So, can we use that to explain the in the name of time I cut them down? Um, yeah, well, I was in my really, I had an idea, like, even better. Idea. Yeah, um, but it really looks like you're making a speech with the cue cards there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, um, that, yeah. No, it's fine. <laughs> it's shocking me. Um, at what's it called? Um, oh yeah, that that you could like. I guess you could have the opposite thing if you like take action and like kill your enemies or whatever. You could have this feeling of like, oh, like now I'm like you recognize. Oh yeah, they're just part of uh, God's world or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're dependent, but like with this, I you know destroy them. Like you could feel like now I'm on top of the system. Like I like. And that's uh, and so you're saying if you weren't saying Bashem Hashem, yeah, right, like he's recognizing like him, yeah, yeah right. Even my like mastery over them, yeah, is within. Okay, that's good. Yeah, that's good. I was thinking, uh, let's see if what I was thinking leads to the same place from a different angle because I was thinking, so I like the point that they can't, they're encircling him, but they can't harm him because the real him is not his, uh, his physical well being, but also they are antithetical to God value system because they're trying to kill. You know, or let's say if this is about Mashiach, then we have the correct value system. And if the non-Jews are trying to oppress us and stamp that out, they're they're on the wrong side of uh, metaphysical history. You know, um, they, uh, you know, so. So where was I going with this? So when he does prevail over them. It's because. Ooh. Yeah, go ahead. Say it. Um, it's part of a. Um, he's not doing it for himself. Yeah, but he's doing it for, it, you know, bringing knowledge. God yeah, yeah. That's that's what I was going to yeah. say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, so let, let's see if this played out in the redock. It doesn't have to, but it's good shot anyway. Uh, all the nations around me, when, and when they surround me, I trust in the name of Hashem. Oh, so he's putting it in terms of trusting in the name of Hashem, but Hashem. Mm. So that fits in even. Smoother to the first shot yeah. of Shem Shem is his value system. That's where he puts his security, mm-hmm. not in his physical well-being or, or or political status or whatever. Right. Yeah. And now I do not know how to translate this base or the key. I mean, key amilam. But talk to Shem Shem key amilam for when because I don't, I'm not sure what it is when I cut them down. 
if this was said about the congregation of Israel, it is clear. If it is said about, okay, it is clear, apparently. Okay, if it is about David, it is about Israel and the Philistines who wanted to harm him when he came to Achish, uh, and, and also burn the nations, sorry, and also the nations that burned Tiklag and captured its women. Again, I don't know these stories. This is the gap in my Tanakh education. It looks like, like there's like, yeah, no, yeah, Siklag is a weird, it's a weird city name. Yeah, look at it in Hebrew there. It's, uh, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like if someone was trying to invent a word that is a permutation or a combination of, of consonants that just don't have anything to do with each other. Yeah, I don't even know what like ancient dialect it is. I mean, I don't know what Philistine, I don't know. Um, they encircled me, he repeated the idea and added more to strengthen it. They encircled me and he repeated it a third time to strengthen the matter even more. And he said, as a fire extinguishes thorns, for it extinguishes them fast without leaving any burning remnant. So we didn't explain that, right? So thorns, I think we mentioned when we were translating originally, is it flares up and then burns and then there's no, like with wood, you get embers, um, but uh, like a good wood, wood burning fireplace. Uh, but thorns, it just burns away, yeah. You have this from you were saying that like they're, since they're antithetical to oh, the yeah. whole sort of purpose of the world or whatever. So they, yeah, yeah, not not exist. Right, that's good. Yeah, I don't want to do an experiment where we like get a bunch of thorns, like, 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 like having a pile of thorns and like set fire to them. Like you could get thorns. I was like, let's go burn it. See how we Yeah, right. Yeah, you can do that, but just like uh, headlines next day, far off away, house fire, <laughs> you know, burns down. Uh, yeah. Not yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, just with log bomber, uh, you can do experiments. Then. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so this flowed nicely from the last one. Okay, next uh, in Yud Gimel. Oh, this is going to be an interesting uh, switch here. I think I'm. I'm uh, I don't know the shot, but I'm sensing based on what we're saying now. So you pushed me hard to make me fall, but Hashem assisted me. Okay. So the you is the, the enemies. That's what the Rizak is going to say. He says, you put me hard to make me fall. This was said with reference to enemy, but Hashem assisted me so that I didn't fall. Yeah, because, I mean, it fits in perfectly. Like his whole, if his whole value system is the Nefesh and, yeah. you know, just whatever. And all that. Yeah. And, uh, you, know, you know, yeah. They tried to, like, not this. So, so that's what I'm wondering. Is it thing that they tried to harm him and he didn't get harmed? Mm-hmm. Because it does use the word fall in two ways. Or it did it twice. You tried to, or sorry, use the muscle being pushed to fall. Mm-hmm. You pushed me, but I didn't fall. Oh. So so you, you could take that as if like... Like they were trying to get as as Right. Like it's like it's like if I try to, if, if you're standing there and I so, say, oh, I'm going to push you and I just push the chair then like I didn't do anything, you know? So, you, but the other way to take it is that they tried pushing him and he didn't fall. So there's some kind of Hashem. Um, or Hashem assisted me in the way that he has been assisting so far. That Hashem, he put, he put his trust in Hashem and Hashem was with him. Meaning, I, could you read this to say that they did try to, uh, to corrupt his values? Uh-huh. And, he, and he resisted. Mm-hmm. For example, and I'm just saying this, I'm not getting this from the parak, so like you can d- go ahead and dismiss it, but like there's a uh, that the Rama quotes were like the, the the non-Jewish kings like mocked David for keeping the hukim. Mm. You know, that's like actually trying to um, 
a cognitive value system. And then what, what he says is he says basically like the more they mock me, then the more I rejoice in your mitzvot because I knew that their mockery stems from the fact that like, I was like, you, you guys are keeping kosher. Like that's stupid. Why would you give a pleasure? And he realizes that no Kedusha is a higher value. And like these guys, are the guys who are missing out and like the more they mock me, the more secure I am in my values. So like that's trying to launch an actual attack on, on David's real self. And he's resistant to it because he's, he's uh, trusting in Hashem. Yeah. So we're definitely not reading it to be like a physical, like they were like attacking him. And like, well, I, mean, I, I am acknowledging that that is a possibility, like Zeb said, you know, like, like that they are trying to, to push him. And then because he's, his security is in his real values and, and his selling him that he's not affected. I think the reason why I'm not inclined towards that is that sounds like just a repetition of the idea. Yeah. And also I think because he's not falling, like they're pushing him to fall. And yeah. He's not falling. Yeah. It makes more sense that it's like, the same thing. Yeah, like, yeah, it's trying to do something. Th that's the uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And not right. The form of bees is gonna make you almost fall. Well said. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then he says, "Ozi v'zimiratia vaihi livishua." God is my strength and my praise, uh, and He will be a salvation for me. Um, Radak says, "God is my strength and my praise." He said, "God is my strength and my salvation, and it is therefore fitting for me to sing to Him." Okay, that's good. But so, what was the point here? God is my strength and my praise. So, what trap of God is my strength? I mean, I, I think this flows from what we said so far, also. That if you are focused on these things, then uh, you are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that that's one uh, possibility. Uh, but do you think it's all, I mean, it's possible it's also like him actually literally, literally like defeating his enemies mm -hmm. and realizing that that's coming from Hashem also? Uh, right. right. Meaning he ha I have strength, but God is my strength, meaning my strength is not my own. Oh, so it's, it's part of his value system, I guess, is the recognition. Like, I mean, it's Right, like either we, he's talking about his perspective and he's saying my perspective is what's protecting me or whatever, mm -hmm. or he's saying, or he's talking from within his perspective. Exactly, like, yeah. God is the one who gave us. Yeah, that's a good way to say it. Yes. Yeah. So what's the idea, though, that therefore I shall sing to him? Because that's the only, pretty much the only thing, or it's fitting for me to sing to him. Roy Lee Shezamir Law. That sounds like just a basic idea that, like, yeah, you know, you should give credit where credit is due and, like, you should thank them, but... Is there like a special idea of Zamira, like singing? I mean, and there's also the combination of Uzi v Yeshuasi, Uzi and Yeshuasi, my my strength and my salvation. Yeah, like, uh, or I mean, they they. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I was thinking, by the way, side note, uh, just like I found that Shadal, um, 10 principles of his interpretation, I think the Malvin has one where he says all of his principles of of, of Tanakh's interpretation. Oh, I started to oh yeah. 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 Interesting. Yeah. So maybe we should do the Malvin, get, uh, let him speak for himself. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, 
What was that? I mean, is there a Bahag even? Like, we all have so much of it, yeah. Um, yeah. Like, this, this is the type of puzzle that gives me trouble because it's so generic. Right. I mean, there is the generic, the general idea of, like, you know, directing your emotions towards right. God. Like, yeah, that's like for Shira and Zmira and yeah. the singing things, yeah. Like, not just uh, saying this, but right. like actually feeling it, I guess. Yeah. Feeling it and, and, and harnessing your emotions towards it. Right. Right. Yeah, that's uh, the highest level of uh, thanks is Shira, right? When you uh, uh, when you involve your entire emotional uh, well, uh, you know, being in in, in this. Mm -hmm. All right, that's good enough for now. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's a separate idea, also. Yeah. Uh, that probably is dealt with into Hillen, which has so many songs. Okay, uh, fifteen is uh, maybe fourteen is like tied to fifteen. Is what tied to fifteen? That could be right. Yeah, yeah. I, I broke up the uh, the redox just based on what I thought was a. Uh, Related, but I didn't really think about it. Korina Vishua, the Ole Tadikim. So this is the sound of rejoicing and salvation in the tent of the righteous. Where are we? Yemin Hashem Otahayel. The right hand of Hashem makes Hayel. Okay, how did I translate that in the thing? Success. Yeah. So, yeah, the Radak is going to say that that means success. And uh, and then it says, "Yemin Hashem Romeima, Yemin Hashem Osafayel." The right hand hand of Hashem. Uh, uh, sorry, I'm losing my place all, all over the place. Hashem's right hand is raised. Hashem's right hand makes success. Yeah. So what does that mean? Let's look at the Radak. Um, the sound of rejoicing and salvation when Hashem's right hand makes chayel. That is power and wealth. So that's how he's defining chayel uh, in Hebrew. Koach va'osher. Okay. Then there will be a voice of rejoicing in their tents and salvation, for they will mention his salvation with a raised voice. Hashem's right hand is raised such that it will never falter, unlike the right hand of the mighty and noble men. Rather, it will always be raised and will make success for his loved ones. And he repeats the idea to emphasize that power and wealth come from no one else. I am really starting to feel like this whole theme. Like, I mean, right, this whole theme is like all the power and success come from Hashem and like for gratitude and empowerment and stuff. That's like, yeah. yeah. It was it's really interesting how like, it, it wasn't so clear from the words. Yeah. But Radak is like bringing it out. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if it mentions before I came, but the fact that that really does fit in with the first and the like the meaning and like code of the Go on. That uh, like that's the whole idea, of a, an idea of like God's asset, like you. Yeah. yeah. That is like that's it is. Romema, right? I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it, it never falters. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. And, and that whole idea also of like, just that, like, yeah, first of all, it never falters. And also, like, it's all the things come in. Right. So, you, you, you made a world that cakes just pop out yeah. when, you, uh, yeah. when, you, when you put in the right uh, ingredients, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. So, what's being added here by portraying the Tadikim uh, all rejoicing? Because I think we noted this often when we first read it that this is now not just David anymore. I mean, the beginning also wasn't David, but. That they recognize too. Yeah, I think it must be that they're the ones who recognize this. The study. The study can, yeah. Is it like, I think it's the home study can. Is that hard Well, that's a whole thing. Uh -huh. That we have to do the first crack and tell him. Okay. First crack and tell him is a bridge between Michelin and Dillon. No. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't written as such, right. but wasn't born yet, but like, uh, you know, but it is, uh, it, it, it reads Michelin. 
but it's the segue to tell him. Crazy. Yeah. We got to do that. Yeah. All right. Well, add it to the list. <laughs> got a lot that we got to do. Um, did I ever, side point, did I ever tell you one of the most inspiring chavrusas uh, uh, that I saw for Tehillim? Did I tell you this is Tehillim experience? So Gersh and Mendy um, used to have a pre-Hanet chavrusa all year long. Like, I mean, me, I wasn't there in the summers, so like, I don't know if it was, you know, and they, they would learn something for like, like long periods of, uh, of like the calendar. Like, I, I remember for the longest time they were just doing Minchas Chinuchs. That was it, you know, and I used, to, I used to come down to the dorm from, from, for davening and like they'd be learning, you know, and I remember one day coming down and they were learning Tehillim, you know, and they'd learned the entire Sefer Tehillim. What? Over the course, of, I don't know how long it took, but like over the course of like, I don't know if it was a year or two years, oh, oh. They just, like every morning, just every morning uh, after, uh, before Hanates, I would come, I would come down and like, they'd be on Peric, you know, Olive, then they'd be coming down like later on, they'd be in Peric, like, you'd, you know, and I think they just used the Matudas David when they needed it, but they just like learned all of Tehillim. And like discuss it. And yeah, it. yeah. Like it was, uh, it was a real Chavruza and it was a very inspiring thing to tackle something with that, that big. And I was like, wow, can you imagine the benefit of like learning all of Tehillim? You know, it's so, like that, but we're, uh, we got a lot, a lot, a lot to go, but uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, um, onward. Yeah, onward. Let's go one or two more. So low Amuts. Oh, now this is difficult. I will not die, but I will live and relate the deeds of God, right? So, I will not live, but I will, uh, uh, for I will live. And I will relate the deeds of God. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and then, Yasur Yisarani Yasurani God has chastened me or rebuked me exceedingly, but he does not give me over to death. So now we're talking about actual death. Mm. Right, and he seems pretty confident that he's not going to die because he's uh, in line with God's. Yeah, because he's in line with with uh, uh, proclaiming the actions of God. Yeah, but still, is that a guarantee? No, no, it's not. Right. Well, yeah, right. Didn't we see that before that it, he makes it sound like a guarantee? Yeah. So this, the last time uh, one of the one of the Mepharshim said he's a uh, Sforno said, "I hope that I will not die." Or no, no, we we, we read that here. I think. I think I was reading the Sporno, actually, wherever it was. Okay. Yeah. So that, that's one way to take it, is he's expressing his hope. Right. Okay. Let's see what the Redox says. Uh, I will, 17, I will not die, top of the page. Uh, as they I will not die as they plotted to kill me and annihilate me from the world, but I shall live and relate the deeds of God, the acts and wonders that he did with me. God has chastened me exceedingly, but he does not give me over to death. The days I was in peril, it was the discipline of God that was upon me to cleanse me of my faults, not that he wanted to kill me. Okay, so that's a new point. Yeah. What are they saying here? Hmm. And I don't know if these two go together, by the way. I just, um, I put them together because they both reference death. I get an idea for the second possible for 18. Uh, first one I'm not exactly sure about. I think it's a long line of what you're saying, though, but hmm. saying that he's living to, in the value system of God, but. Yeah. So this is addressing the caves, right? People are chasing him to kill him. Right. That's bad, presumably, but it's not. Right, it's like a like a opportunity to do a bashashim Yeah, yeah, right. So is that when these bad things happen to him, he framed it as uh, what Mishlei calls Mutzar Hashem, right? As God's discipline. Uh, best way to get Mutzar is reality, 
right? Harshest uh, Mozart teacher, but but um, but it's only Mozart if you relate to it that way, right? That that he could have just said, oh, these guys are like like on my case, or like like what did I do wrong, you know, to like upset these people? Uh, but um, but he's taking it as an opportunity to look into himself and to do tshuva and to cleanse himself of his faults, and um, and therefore that becomes part of his gratitude towards God, and even that becomes something that he takes into this framework of of aligning himself with God's will. Right, and I think following the theme that we're saying about acknowledging God and giving thanks to God for like that, even in this in this framework, like you said, like he's not in the cave because, I mean, technically he's in the cave because people are facing him, yeah. but he's not in the cave because people are facing him. He's in the cave because people are facing him. That's what that want. Right. But here's the thing is, is can you elaborate or would you, or did you have something specific in mind we said that's what God wants? Because that could be taken in several ways. That's not good for you. That's not good for well, I mean, it's happening. Right. So, so that's, that's, well, that's why I wasn't sure man. Is It's happening. Right. And stuff that happens is God's will. <laughs> Nothing can happen that's not God's will. So that's one level. Right. Meaning it's, it, it is reality. And then also the way he's related to it. Like, is this, this bad? Why is this bad thing happening? Right. Or, you know, like, let me do some inner reflection. Yeah. To figure out okay, good. And that's the other meaning. Yeah. Okay. I just wasn't sure which of the one they meant. Turns out you mean both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. Um, I think what we should do, because peacefully is a different thing, Let's stop here. And what I really want to try to do next time, I think we can realistically finish this next time, uh, at least finish going through the Radak and then try to get a, a a new idea of the main idea of everything. And then, yeah, and then we'll we'll see where we go from there. Barkinachi, Karakala. Let's see. Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's stop here. Uh, and I'm going to stop the, uh, I guess I'll just stop the recording, not the Zoom, but uh, I'll put it in the break there. Okay. So. Um. If you've gained from what you've learned here today, please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Alternatively, if you would like to make a direct contribution to the Rabbi Schneeweiss Torah Content Fund, my Venmo is at matt-schneeweiss, and my Zelle slash Chase QuickPay and PayPal are mattschneeweiss at gmail.com. Even a small contribution goes a long way to covering the cost of my podcast and will provide me with the financial freedom to produce even more Torah content for you. If you would like to sponsor an article, share, or podcast episode, or if you are interested in enlisting my services as a teacher or tutor, you can reach me at rabbishnewas at gmail.com. Thank you to my listeners for listening. Thank you to my readers for reading. And thank you to my supporters for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone.